the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now here's your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. And we're back with another episode of On the Record with Tiffany. And we're here at 9.30 a.m., The Answer, my original home. And you can be seen, we can be seen also on TAN TV, the African American Network Television, where we have a local feel with a global reach. And I have with me one of my favorite people and special guests, Luana Chambers Lawson. Hello. Hey, Luana. <laughs> You want to tell my audience a little bit about yourself? <laughs> sure. Well, you know, Tiffany is like my favorite person, uh, quite honestly, quite literally. Um, so my uh, company is Tacit Growth Strategies. We're a uh, management consulting firm that specializes in uh, grant and proposal writing, impact mm-hmm. investment strategy, and fund development. And we also are government contractors. Well, yes, that is what you do. Mm-hmm. But Luana, you know, one of the reasons why I brought Luana here is because Luana is really a healthcare hero. Texas Kidney Foundation, when this pandemic began, like many other nonprofits, uh, we found ourselves with 40% of our revenue gone. And we didn't know what we were going to do. So uh, rather than cry in my Wheaties, I called Luana. I cried in my Wheaties a little too. And uh, LJ, uh, being a strong, uh, intelligent grant writer, project manager, and uh, forecaster of what's going to, like, where do we need to go, uh, she helped us sit down and, and figure out strategically what Texas Kidney Foundation needed to do. And some of that, you know, there were hard decisions to make, uh, but we got through it and we're getting through it. And that's uh, what, whereas 40% of the black businesses in this country closed, we still remained open and were able to continue to serve the public and continue to to uh, further our mission, which is to stop chronic kidney disease. Uh, now we have the largest public health initiative that has ever been done in a single county here in Bexar County, the 17th largest county in the United States, uh, that, that will launch in January. And so I brought this lady here today because uh, she has been in Forbes and in Oprah Magazine and all these different places in uh, Voyager, Dallas. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't name all the magazines, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> but <laughs> you you just heard the notable ones. And to get a spread in, by Oprah Winfrey is, is uh, not something that everybody can boast and not something that many people in San Antonio can boast. Hmm. You know, and certainly not at 30, <laughs> 30 um, 31, 32 years old. I mean, she's a kid. <laughs> you know, she could be my daughter. I always, uh, I, and I said, this, I I try not to say this because she's always like, um. It's like me with my students. You can't, some days we just can't say kids anymore because the students be older than you half the time. It's like, no. I'm older than you. You're my professor, but I'm older than you. Got you, Got you for like 20 years. Like she's like our our little Doogie Howser here. But <laughs> so my husband refers to her when she's not around. My children refer to her as the GOAT, the greatest of all times. So uh my daughters just dance around singing LL Cool J's old song whenever they whenever they uh whenever they hear LJ talking. <laughs> Annie and Ernie, those are my girls. 
<laughs> uh, but but you kept a lot of places afloat. We weren't the only ones that you kept afloat. You know, it was. Uh, I'm glad you brought it up because it's one of those things. You know, we were talking before we got started today about mm-hmm. how women, especially you know, black women, do a lot of investing in different businesses, nonprofit organizations, especially. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about that as investment because mm-hmm. if you look at the IRS definition of an impact investor or investor generally. Uh, a lot of us just don't have the wealth that we need to really meet the definition. So we end up just sort of, you know, taking that as what it is. And we don't look to redefine that and really try to understand that that's what our generosity is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like today I was looking at how we structure tacit growth strategies. It's, a, it's truly a management consulting firm. Mm-hmm. We have a PMO, you know, the project management office. And with the folks that we're about to hire, they're going to be associate PMO uh, junior PMO associates, right? And and so mm-hmm. understanding even the value of the work that we do in the context of this of these terms that historically are just not associated with the work that we do. You know, it's it's like, oh yeah, you guys you do all this good free work, but you mm-hmm. don't get paid for it. And it's like, oh no, we we get paid for it. And they're like, oh okay. <laughs> then the, the tone changes, and you're like, oh. You do invest in these businesses and you actually yeah. invested financially. And it's like, yes, we invested in several businesses, mm-hmm. you know, to keep the doors open, um, you know, during the, the, the pandemic. And that's what we were supposed to do. You know, that generosity wasn't something that mm-hmm. we were like, hmm, we've got an excess and profits this year. Let's let's look around and see who we should invest in. No, it was about keeping the ecosystem afloat. Mm-hmm. You know, if these businesses close, our businesses will close. Our business will close. It's just that simple. If they close, Mm -hmm. we will too. Mm -hmm. So if we don't look to try to make sure that we keep all of us afloat, Mm -hmm. you know. One of Luana's favorite phrases is all the boats will rise. There it is. All the boats will rise at the same time. And so one of the things that Mm -hmm. we, they, when, uh, as as soon as we could start doing um, uh, more testing, because what we do is early detection uh, tests for chronic kidney disease. So we needed one to be able to test people. And our test was uh, an in-person test. So here we are in the middle of a pandemic. You can't do in-person testing. Um, and so I was trying to think of, okay, how can I, how can I test people? And I thought of several things. Well, the first person I, I could call who did not have an ulterior motive or any other, you know, because when you're dealing with business and you're mm-hmm. dealing with something that called intellectual property, mm-hmm. which every one of everybody that's in our, our uh, earshot that can hear us from San Antonio on down to the border, realize that your intellectual property is, is some of the most important uh, assets that you have. Amen. Nothing operates in this world, no business, no department, nothing operates without ideas. Mm-hmm. And so when you come up with an idea that's a good one, you have to have somebody that you can trust mm-hmm. to share that idea with and to, to ferret out all the parts and the pieces. So a project manager is, has to be more than just uh, somebody who can tick off boxes and check things, but it has to be somebody that has uh, your trust and that has earned your trust. And that is very difficult to find. <laughs> it's very difficult to find when you're, when you're trying to do something new and unprecedented because everyone wants to be the leader. That's true. No, people want to do as little work as possible, <laughs> mm-hmm. but get as much credit as possible. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> and uh, they're not willing to, to be up at three o'clock in the morning emailing people and calling people and you know doing all the stuff that uh, the people in this room, my, myself, Luana, and my um, young, brilliant Doogie Howser is <laughs> producer as well. That's the stuff that we're doing, right? We're mm-hmm. we're up doing stuff when nobody else is up. Uh, so yeah, I had to hmm. call up Luana, uh, and Xavier, because mm-hmm. that's somebody that I called Xavier's on a regular right. basis and just kind of Xavier Tolson, uh, man about mm-hmm. town. That's right. That's our guy. African-American uh, chamber of commerce. Of that's right. He's, a, he's our chairman. He's the chairman of the board of the African-American chamber. And y'all keep your eyes 
focused on that because right. the African American Chamber of Commerce is doing some great things, and we have some. We have an amazing procurement. Uh, um, committee. We have an amazing committee mm -hmm. coming together for our legislative committee. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we get done, this chamber is going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with. And it's because we have people who, in terms of intellectual property and thinking, they're really doing it. We can trust each other. We can trust each trust. We're going to give each other. The, if, if you created it, you know, when I was talking to Xavier about the Impact Investment Fund, I told mm -hmm. him, I said, you know, I can do this for us because mm -hmm. I've done it for us before. I've done this And you before. know how to do this. You know this. what I mean? I was Tell like, the audience investor, about impact investment. Okay. So when we think about <laughs> impact investment, right, this is the thing about impact investment. It's not new. It's just it's been severely restricted in its definition by the IRS mm -hmm. for a very long time. And I think that we're just now starting to see that this is there's a proliferation of this because of ESG. When people talk about environmental social governance and how mm -hmm. to measure how these companies are doing good from the standpoint of environmental good, <laughs> social good, and governance, having good mm -hmm. governance, which means you have a board that's representative of the people that you serve, right? Mm -hmm. So there's not and How often a board do we that see that? People say that, <laughs> and then they, like, throw some lady in there and there go, go, oh. We're diverse now. Now we're diverse. <laughs> But they're not considering. We have Sheila Chang. Thank you. <laughs> We're diverse now. The, you know? experiences. And this is one thing I appreciate about our board mm -hmm. and the South Alamo Regional Alliance for the Homeless between the Texas, mm -hmm. the State of Texas Kidney Foundation's uh, board and then the South Alamo Regional Alliance for the Homeless. We are able to make real impacts in our mm -hmm. communities, with, you know, because we have people with lived experience that we define. We define and qualify what lived experience means. So that mm -hmm. you can serve on the board and actually speak with that voice from that perspective. And then the same thing with our staff. We hire people who actually have those lived experiences. And that makes a huge difference. You it know? makes a huge difference in a your organization. Difference. Because when people have lived experiences, they are grounded and rooted in your mission. Your mission means something to them. So you don't have people coming to work and just like, oh, well, I'm just here. You know, you when you're doing something as important as a nonprofit and you've decided to devote your time, energy, or you've decided to devote your time, talent, and treasure mm -hmm. as a board member to it, then you need to be rooted in that. Mm -hmm. You need to have some sort of connection to it. And once you, if you, if you choose a board that does or choose people that you're working with that do have have a connection to what you're doing, then it's, you know, it's it's easy to go through those little moments that everyone has in a work mm -hmm. workplace where you're like, uh, you know, you disagree with how to do something. It's easy to go through that. You can mm -hmm. you can overcome disagreements, whatever, because you are there with a purpose, having a purpose driven uh uh, mission mm -hmm. is that the people are rooted in is is important and you're it, it goes to impact investment when you mm -hmm. are when you're purpose driven and you have a very clear mission you have a mm -hmm. mission orientation that's very palpable it's resonant and then you have finances tied into that where now the understanding is that this fund that we're all responsible for is what we're going to replenish mm-hmm that's what's the powerful part about the impact investment, right? Now mm -hmm. it's it's not just talking about doing good, it's actually being able to do good with mm -hmm. funds. Mm -hmm. And one thing about, you know, being African American, especially here, you know, we're we're gonna always be under resourced and under finance. Yeah. So you have to have these impact investment communities where which if you have, you know, ten people, for example, in there, you say, Hey, we all gotta we all wanna do business. Mm -hmm. We wanna stay in business. How do we do that? Well, if you give a thousand, I give a thousand, you give a thousand. Now we've mm -hmm. got a pool. Now we've it got, replenishes itself yeah. once you're successful. So now you made that ten thousand. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Bring it back into the pool. Reinvest it, and mm -hmm. let's do it again. Mm -hmm. So every if you continue having those types of long term relationships, where it's not just about giving you the finances and then trying to get you into these financial literacy classes. Now it's literally we expect you to give back. Mm -hmm. It's, it's an expectation that's not only tacit. It's not a tacit expectation only. It's hardwired. It's legal. It's mm -hmm. contractual. You have a responsibility to continue to support other businesses like yours. So it's not just talk. 
And that's what I love about the chamber is that we're mm-hmm. able to develop both an impact investment fund for those businesses who want that type of investment. And we're developing the micro grant fund where we already mm-hmm. gave out micro grants this year. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do that on a rolling basis now because that is not to be replenished. Right. Grants are everybody mm-hmm. wants grants. Right. You know, if we give you a grant and we tell you what to do with the money. You you know, you satisfy the requirement. You're done. You don't have to pay us back. You know, mm-hmm. but the impact investment fund is a different vehicle. Mm-hmm. We're looking for partners. We're looking for impact investors. So, and I love the way you've grown the the chamber. That the chamber has is is we've got the impact investment fund. We've got the micro grants. We've got the women in business. Yeah. I mean, it's we've got the legislative committee. Mm-hmm. It's growing. It's growing, and that's good leadership. Yeah. That's doing that. That's having. Uh, Xavier, that's having yeah. you, that's having Lou, yes. you know, that's having Elliot. I can't Robin. forget Elliot and Robin and, <laughs> Jay. and Jay, you know, that's having our crew there yeah, making, Daphne. I mean, and, it, and, and everybody works together so well. And Tina, Tina, Tina. I didn't Tina. forget you, girl. I did not forget you, Tina. Tina Rice. We love you. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, all of us together. Tiffany, you know. Yep, that's right. It's it's a beautiful combination of people who just really want to do better. And we all bring something completely different to yeah. the table. And that, you know, that the that diversity in thought mm-hmm. and diversity in in age and in experience yeah. and in in uh in uh, what we've done economically in the community. Luther that is just <laughs> yep, I forgot Luther. Forgot about Luther. Sorry. <laughs> Luther Johnson. <laughs> You know, th- that is how you, that's how you strengthen a community is right there. That's how you come up with all the different ideas. They can't come from one person. Mm-mm. It's not just coming from one, one perspective, you know, and I love that you, you just jump in and just go for it because even during the pandemic, when we, you know, each had sad moments, you just yeah. kind of lift each other up and, and keep going. Okay. This is this is tough. We're watching people go out of business. Yeah. We got people that are uh, that are dying, that yes. are sick, that are you know having all kinds of. I mean, we had a, a major um, within the within Texas Kidney Foundation. One of our favorite volunteers uh, passed from kidney disease, and she her name was uh, Pat. And so Pat Pat died and her sister died hmm. uh, six weeks before Pat. And I mean, that was a real blow. It was a blow to her family. It was a blow to everyone because Pat was like sunshine. You know, mm. she was just happiness and light. She, you know, I say the same thing about my mom. Like my mom was like sunshine and and she was that way. You know, she would come into a room and she, you know, Pat was visually impaired and mm. she would she just brought all the happiness with her and and taught people that they could live with a chronic illness and still still have joy and still treat people well mm. and and not not find themselves angry within what they're doing. Well that when you see that you, that still lives in all the rest of us that experience that mm-hmm. with Pat. And so when we're when I felt down over that and you felt down mm-hmm. over your mentors passing, I mean that was all mm-hmm. of that stuff. We still had to keep the businesses going. We still had to keep the people that we were in in close proximity with emotionally, you know, stable because everybody felt like. Mm-hmm. Like they were just drowning. Falling apart, yeah. You know, it was a I tough mean, time. and you did that along with all the business stuff. I mean, I don't. Every well, time I, I think about myself. it, you know, I had you. You know, I had. I, it's fantastic when I'm talking to Tiffany about things that she's going through, and we're bouncing stuff off of, of what I was going through. And I mean, literally. This is the example that I like to elevate when we think about impact investment. This is what it looks like in real time. You know, it's generosity on on steroids, but it's it's yeah. it's very intentional <laughs> generosity. Mm-hmm. It's it's about making sure that we are we stay in this together. Mm-hmm. We value each other uh, to the point where it doesn't matter if it's financial, if it's time. 
which is the most important resource. It's mm-hmm. all about the people, but we're making it real because we're, we're doing what we have to do to invest ourselves into one another to keep each other afloat and, and help each other grow and thrive. I mean, it's... And keeping things positive, yeah. you know, keeping things positive and getting, like now we're starting to see things rebound mm-hmm. and every everything is, is starting to rise and we're seeing... Uh, money begin to flow back into the states. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I hear all of the build back better and and you know what what I want to see, and I know that's why we met up and I'm like okay, <laughs> let's talk that's let's good. talk to to the city mm-hmm. and to the county about um, building small businesses because small businesses really fuel the city. They fuel the state. Mm-hmm. They fuel the United States. Yeah. It's not uh, the Fortune five hundreds are not the only companies that are that are making things happen in the United States. It's it's really those small businesses that do that in you the know. professional services industry. We forget mm-hmm. that it's not like supporting black owned businesses is not just going to one restaurant. You know, <laughs> it's it's looking at CPAs. It's looking mm-hmm. at project managers. It's looking at you know everybody mm-hmm. that you can hire engineers. I mean, who can you hire that doesn't look like you that mm-hmm. helps to support another family, another community? And there are wonderful businesses, very competent, well thought out, well planned out businesses that are run and owned by black women, mm-hmm. black men, yeah. uh Poor people, people yes. who have, we're we're all kind of in the same boat at yeah. this at this point, you know, trying to get ourselves uh, back upright, mm-hmm. and that that that's the thing that we want to see uh, the city and the government do. We want to see them uh, invest in the small businesses Amen. because small businesses create jobs. Exactly. They create jobs, and every every time we have this discussion, like, and and I hear all of the projects for all kinds of other things. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy for us to have a beautiful city. Like everything, you know, I love San Antonio. It is one of the most beautiful places uh, in the state of Texas. Yeah. Um, but it there's nothing more important in San Antonio than the people of San Antonio. There's there's not a tree, there's not a flower, <laughs> there's not a building that's more important than the people of San Antonio. So when we're talking about an investment in San Antonio, an investment in small businesses, in people trying to achieve the American dream, Amen. that's worth us putting our time and money into as if we're building back the country better, build it back better with, with uh, the people that, that have given their lives to this nation. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got veterans who, who could use uh, small businesses. Mm-hmm. We've got veterans who have dreams and goals. Mm-hmm. And, should, and th- since they've spent their lives fighting for this nation, uh, and given time for us to have the freedoms that we have and for us to even have a country to build back, then uh, they should be given some priority here. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're when we're having this discussion over and over again, oh, what should we do with this $200 million? Oh, let me tell you, mm. hmm. uh, invested in Americans. <laughs> That's what we should do. <laughs> That's a thought. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Crazy thought. Invested <laughs> in Americans. <laughs> Your most precious commodity. Mm-hmm. Us. <laughs> the people of this country. You know, invested in us. I mean, every time I, like when I was thinking about, okay, today's segment, what are we going to talk about? Americans. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> God bless America. I mean, really, you know, being born in the United States, we are ahead of two thirds of the world. Amen. Being born black and women in the United States, wow. big time. Like this is a blessing to be here. Mm-hmm. So you know, I just, I, I love what we do here 
in this nation and, and the opportunities that we have. And you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany. Y'all know I can jabber on about the United States because I love my country. Um, <laughs> here with with uh, my good friend, Luana Chambers Lawson. And come on back and listen here at 9.30 a.m. The Answer because we've got more for you to hear. I'm Tiffany Smith, Chief Executive Officer of the Texas Kidney Foundation, and I'm here to talk to you about your kidney health. Health is the most important asset we possess. COVID-19 has exposed the unhealthy nature of our population. One in three Americans are at risk for chronic kidney disease. In absolute numbers, that translates into about 600,000 San Antonians. Have you been diagnosed with diabetes? Have you been diagnosed with hypertension? Do you take blood pressure medicine? Do you have heart disease? Have you experienced heart failure? Do you have a history of dialysis or kidney failure in your family? If you said yes to two or more of those questions, you need to come and see us. Are you a part of that one in three? Is your sister? Is your brother? Is your mother? Texas Kidney Foundation offers free screenings. All you have to do is go to our website, www.txkidney.org. Check out our free screenings. You can either come to our office for an in-office visit, or we can come to you. You can schedule a screening or go to a screening near you. And we're back with another episode of On the Record with Tiffany with my special guest, Luana Chambers Lawson, here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer and seen on TAN TV, the African American Network, where we have a local feel with a global reach. Luana, (laughs) thank you for coming again and visiting with us. Um... It's good to have somebody of your caliber in our presence. Oh, now, thank I, you. I want you to tell our audience about you because we've talked about we've talked before about your business mm-hmm. and about ta- which is Tacit Growth Strategies. Tacit has been so instrumental in helping so many businesses mm-hmm. in San Antonio, nonprofits and for profits, to grow. Because that's what you're known for. The name actually tells you what <laughs> she does, which is is what her team does. Because I shouldn't say say this like she's just out there <laughs> <No>. flailing <laughs> in the wind by herself. She actually has a team. But Amen. what thank you to what the team. Uh, Amanda and the other PMOs mm-hmm. do at Tacit Growth Strategies is they grow businesses. So they look at your business and assess it. And then through project management, so you're going to learn how to run your business in the most efficient way and how to do so uh, in a way that's different, you know, that that sets you apart from the other others in your category and field and really uh, helps the way that they structure things, it helps you to walk in your purpose. You know, I always say that whatever you're doing, whatever path you're on, it's your path. Yours, uniquely yours, never to be duplicated by anyone else. And so Tacit takes that and couples it with the practical of project management and then releases you to do what you are, what you're meant to do, and to do so without the headaches of trying to figure out, okay, how do I do this? <laughs> how do I do all, you know, how do I do the 25 steps between right. what it is that I'm that I'm setting out to do and what I want to achieve at the end? You know, how do I get to the outcome? Wow. I guess that's a good wow. explanation of tacit. That's the best explanation I've ever heard. So just expect to hear that on our website. When you visit our website in about a month from now, you will it's gonna be on rotation. Play that as much as you wish. I greatly appreciate that. It's uh, it's exceptional because that's exactly the definition of tacit. Mm -hmm. That's tacit. It's it's about it's different. It's hard to explain because it's not something you can teach. It's not something that you can necessarily learn. It's just it's your unique way Mm -hmm. 
of of doing things. I can explain it because right? I experienced it. <laughs> exactly. That's why. This is experience here. This is experience. Because right? when, when we started out, I was like. She was like, what is going on here? Like, like this you is... know, I knew what I wanted. I knew what, I knew the direction for Texas Kidney Foundation yes. in here, in my head. I'm pointing to my head to everybody that can't see this. <laughs> um, so everybody's listening on the radio. I, I knew in my brain what I wanted to happen with Texas Kidney Foundation. And that is to stop kidney disease, yes. right? I knew that was the outcome. How do you walk? What's the path that has to be walked down to get to that outcome? Okay, well, we've got the first step in that is early detection of chronic kidney disease. So mm-hmm. how are we going to do that? Okay, we've got three different ways we can do it. Mm-hmm. Develop those. Okay, what does that look like? How, what does that look like on a website? Is that three different websites? Mm-hmm. Is that three different tabs? Is that three, you know, all of those those uh, details that's what project management does for you. You have to have you have to know what those details are. What is it going to look like? How is it going to operate mm-hmm. from stem to stern? How's it going to operate? Because once you do, then it's off to the races. You can do the best work of your life Amen. if the details are all correctly aligned. You will get funded, you will get refunded, you will be able to produce the most important thing, your metrics. Mm -hmm. You will be able to follow them and then have data-driven outcomes. Like, that's a real thing, data-driven outcomes. Mm -hmm. You know, because often what you see is, is people will talk about an outcome. You know, like they'll screen for the disease, and that's the outcome. They screen for the disease. Right. But that's not a data-driven outcome. <laughs> <laughs> like screening for the disease, staging it. That's right. Following the people that you have have screened that's and right. staged. What What's their ethnicity? Where are they from? Wh- you know, how did they come about this disease? Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, is it hereditary? Is it... Is it uh, something that they raise their hand for with type 1 or type 2 diabetes? Mm-hmm. With type 2 diabetes, is something that you raise your hand for. Type 1 diabetes is different. You know, what? which one is it? Mm-hmm. Is it hypertension? Like all of those things, data-driven outcomes, because that is what's going to help. You want to have impact on the community and impact on people's lives? That's how. Mm-hmm. By, by being able to tell what is it that's happening here. Wraparound services, the yeah. continuum of care. Continuum of care. <laughs> and yeah. and places like Tacit help you to narrow that down and to see the scope, depth, and breadth of the, of the project and realize that what you see as I'm stopping kidney disease is actually a series of projects. Mm. It's actually a series of projects because... Early detection, within early detection, it's a series of projects. Within education, it's a series of projects. Within, you know, every single uh, aspect of what you want to do, there's more than one project there. Once you begin to Mm. realize that, then you can scale accordingly. So then you can see, okay, well, wait a minute. I can do this as a pilot. Mm -hmm. And then once all the kinks are worked out in the pilot, I'm ready to scale to 42 counties. Then I'm ready to scale to 76 counties. Then I'm ready to scale. You know, you can see the scalability of it and how and phases, which phases to go, which area to phase in first, second, third, fourth, fifth. You can see all of that. That's what project management helps you to do. Uh, Because multi-phase is not just some cool phrase. Mm. It's like, what you should be doing, <laughs> you know, when you're trying to to actually go after uh, something as important as as stopping a disease, you you have to phase. You have to phase, and and the importance of that, you know, project management. You can't be successful in a mission like healthcare access mm-hmm. without project management. It's just, it's absolutely impossible. I don't, 
I don't know how people are are doing it. Like <laughs> just winging it, huh? Like, Wasted all kind of time and money. It. Like that's, that's but you waste a lot of resources it. trying to wing it. That's, that's winging exactly it is what crap. it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> winging it is crap. The, the greatest <laughs> asset. I, I mean, everybody. You talk about chasing money, but really, you're chasing time. You mm-hmm. know, everyone wants time. They want time to be able to live their life the way that they want to live it. Mm-hmm. And when I, you know, when I was working at Homeland Security. I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I went in as a program assistant. This was in mm-hmm. D.C. Mm-hmm. I went in as a, a program assistant. And you know me. <laughs> <laughs> Within two weeks, they was like, girl, we're going to have to go here promote you to program manager. Mm-hmm. And when, But the, the woman that I was studying under, she was a GS-15. I'll never forget her. She was exceptional in every way. She, you know, she had her PMP. She, you know, she was a project manager through and through and through. Mm-hmm. And I just, I marveled at the way she worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had three kids. She was barely in the, you, you, you know, you're a GS-15 in D.C. You're barely in the office. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, I see you probably once a week, you know, mm-hmm. eight hours in a week. But she had the flexibility to do that because she was certified and she understood different types of contracts. So when we're dealing with different, you know, uh, vendors, because we were doing training and career development for the whole agency. So we had all kind of vendors, all type of supply chain management issues all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, SharePoint was always down. There was always something, right? And (laughs) it was so funny because she would just come in and she'd pull down a report and she'd just be like, all right, I need you to fix the kink by going into this software and and querying this into Oracle. I need you. Like she just Mm -hmm. tasked all of us. And then she, her budgeting skills were exceptional. I was like, how does she learn how to budget like this? Like she was managing multi-million dollar budgets and she would just go into these meetings. I mean, she would brief you in 10 minutes. Here's, here's variants. Here's how we fix it. Here's what I need. Here's my list of recommendations. I'll see y'all next week. Like, it was insane. But she mm-hmm. was a PMP. And mm-hmm. I kept asking her, I'm like, how did you learn this? Like, I can't get this. In- I was in graduate school at the time. I was like, mm-hmm. I haven't learned this in any of my programs. I was like, how mm-hmm. do I get that knowledge so that I can work better like you? She was like, project management. Mm-hmm. Understand the project management lexicon. She was like, really understand the different types of contracts and understand different types of budgeting and different all these different things that come into our lexicon. She said, if you commit to understanding that, you'll get back all the time mm-hmm. and more. She said, you'll be able to spend time with your family. You'll be able to work where you want to work, when you want to work. She was like, you'll be able to command any salary. And that's pretty much what all of us want. Yep. That's we what want everybody flexibility. wants. So Everybody that we can do that. the work that we care about. You know, the work that we do is not work. It's a labor. It's a labor mm-hmm. of love. You know, that's what we want to really do. We want to make the money that we need to make to live and take care of the people that we love and then ultimately afford to do the charity, To you know, to do what we love to do for whatever exactly. reason. Exactly. You know, and that what for me, that's what it was all about. So I got into project management because of her watching her. And then, you know, I think I'm OK. I don't touch her. I'm not even close to her. But I do great. I do, you know, great now because Mm of watching her example, you know, and then I met other PMPs down the road that were just as exceptional as her. And I'm like, okay, so I I need this is obviously where I belong. Right. (laughs) Because it it totally works with your personality. (laughs) I I was like the the nerds in the group (laughs) that everybody, you know, you talk to them and you're like, I think I know what she's talking about. Probably not, but I'm going to listen to her anyway. <laughs> you know, it was one of those things where the misfits, this is where mm-hmm. we belonged, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love that about the lexicon. And, you know, ever since then, I've been just like an evangelist for it. And that's, but that's why I was able to build an entire business around it because you already know anything with grants, mm-hmm. uh, proposals, um, impact investment, anything that mm-hmm. you do, especially investing, it's all project management. Yeah, it is. When I go and I talk to these businesses that we've invested in, I'm asking them, hey, I want to see your contracts. Let me see contracts. Let me see MOUs because mm-hmm. I want to know when I give you this money, when do you have? When is it obligated? Mm-hmm. When do you have to invest it somewhere else? Like when do you have to make the spend? What are the contractual terms? You know, what's your APY? Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you, if you have the money in, an, in a bank account, it, does that bank account have any interest that it's accruing? You know, how much is it accruing on a yearly basis? You know, do you have CDs that you're invested in? Do you have money market accounts? Mm-hmm. You know, all of that comes into play. That's not necessarily project management. That's more of just, you know, me, my dad being an investor and me picking up from him over the years. But having all of that acumen, now all of it comes together in an organizational context. And you're like, oh, this is how we can do better business. 
mm-hmm. where you are not banging your head against a wall and making your employees miserable because everyone understands what they're supposed to do. They have their lane. Right. They're working that lane. And you're converging at a point where your mission is being, you're delivering on your mission mm-hmm. and everyone's happy because they can see the results of that because everyone understands their lane and they're able to stay in that and thrive in that. And with Nay Thrive, the rest of us thrive together. And I love that. Because all of a sudden, like having you in a, when we started restructuring Texas Kidney Foundation, my day job, (laughs) we started restructuring Texas Kidney Foundation. One of the things that we said was, okay, let's get a project management team on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Instead of having an uh, in-house operations manager, uh, we can't afford an operations manager, but we can afford a project management team. Uh, and so we need somebody that can um, come in and kind of break this down. That's all they do is just look at a problem and dissect it and segment it. So we know, okay, this is what what each person needs to be doing in, within this this segment. This is what, you know, such and so needs to do a checklist. Mm-hmm. Tiffany needs to do X, you know, and you just walk through what each of the employees and and staff should be doing, you immediately begin to see, well, you're going to see one of two things, a lot of progress, or you're going to see the holes that you need to fix. Mm -hmm. But either way, you can see the progress on the things that, that are happening. Mm -hmm. You know, like I can see what's happening in my lane. Oh, I I got these things done. I need to do better here. I need to, you know, I can see that. And then I can see, oh, I can delegate this to such and so, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can, and you see the work getting done. All of a sudden we're, we've got uh, projects closing (laughs) that should coming to completion that should you know, that's how you know that you're doing well with a project management team. Projects are coming to complete and they're not <laughs> slapped together. It's not slapped together and, and like you, you completed it because it was jacked up a little bit. <laughs> but it's but it's closed, you know. <laughs> no. It's done well, it's done right in an order, and you can be proud of it, you know, because uh, for me, I've got family members dealing with this. We are serving families. We have a real mission, and the people that we're serving deserve for us to come through on what we say, which is early detection for them. That That's a huge part of their lives. Yes. Like, their health care, they don't have anybody else showing up for health care. So we can't be slapdash uh, and, and you know, half doing things. It has to be done properly. Mm-hmm. So having that, the detail of project management and the thoroughness of project management, like, I can't say enough. That's why I was like, you know... Uh, people need to see this because behind the scenes, they don't get to see behind the scenes. Like, how is that working? Like, all of a sudden, they're seeing Texas Kidney Foundation is doing all this great stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah. and that's this is why. We've always had great ideas, mm-hmm. great leadership, mm-hmm. but having having the details and having the management of those great projects and ideas, mm-hmm. this is the first time that it's all come together. Mm. We've had little components, but this is the first time that it's all come together. And we still have some areas to build in, uh, and and we're doing that. But, you know, just simple things like finding strength finders mm-hmm. and saying, okay, we're going we're gonna to put everybody through strength finders and see, like, how do we complement one another as yes. a team? How do we lead? How, how, what's my leadership style? Mm-hmm. You know, and and how is that complementary to the people that I'm that I'm leading? Mm-hmm. What's my executive presence? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, work on 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 the the areas because I tend to want to be too friendly and over familiar, so I have to pull back on some things. You know, just learning when you start managing a project and working with project managers. One, you guys are very analytical and different from. <laughs> From uh, visionaries, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entrepreneurs. Yeah. 
you know, so you're, mm-hmm. you're different. You know, you're a visionary too, but it's very different. It's a different like you, you type still of have you you're the worker bee. <laughs> no, but you're you're um you're able to just detail and dissect anything. And that's a good set of skills to have. You know, and a, a needed set of skills for every single every single person that's a a visionary looking at a, a Oh, I want to do the star, the moon, and the skies. They need to figure out how you get in there. Right. Because you got to figure out how to build that rocket ship to get over to the star, the moon, and the sky, up in the sky, because you're not going like, yeah, to make it. it. You just got to know how to do it. That's right. That's you, what we're you, here to help you with. That's right. And you, you can guys, dream. Dream all day. We love that. But we've got to get you on a path that gets you towards that. That's right. And that's that's what project management has done for us, like getting us down the path to the to the very thing that we want, yeah. which is to impact our community, to have data driven outcomes. Yeah. You can't have it without project management. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize how powerful it was to have a project management office, like an, an actual like tacit growth strategies really, truly mm-hmm. is a PMO. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize like having an external PMO would be so advantageous until we started really working with the state of Texas Kidney Foundation. Like working with you has just been, it literally taught us what it was that we were doing. Like we learned the value of what we do mm-hmm. through working with you. And Because you know, it was a hot mess when y'all came rolling up no, on us. No, it was just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just been a beautiful, it's like a, it's like painting a canvas, you know, and you're like, okay, I got this layer. I, I put this one layer on here. Because it's, it's almost so like destigmatizing it, right? Like yeah. when you think about women, especially black women that are entrepreneurs that are in the professional services sector, like as you said before about intellectual property rights and, and knowledge, mm-hmm. we don't we don't we don't bring black women into that conversation. Mm-mm. We don't say, Oh, you know what? She just gave me like twenty five grand worth of game mm-hmm. and I didn't have to pay her nothing for that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Uh, right? I remember that because you, you like, there was, there was like the one little form that you gave me, the tacit growth strategy, uh, that little form that it's a, it's a it task a, management form. Yes. And it, like the top section says, uh, now don't y'all try to steal this. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the top section some says, disclaimers on says, there. says, says, uh, what you've completed. Then the the middle section is what needs to be completed. Mm-hmm. Now that sounds like okay, well, you mm-hmm. know, what's so special about that? When you start feeling it out, you know, for the the visionary types, that's me. We want to do everything today. Exactly. When so when somebody like me starts feeling it out, then I realize, wait a minute. So today I called five different places. I did Four sponsorships I did, you know, and I began to realize, oh, I did about 30 things today, literally, mm-hmm. about 30 things today that really need to happen. Then I came, did this show. Oh, I have completed things. I'm not, I, you can only do so many things in one day. Absolutely. And you normally have, do four things. You do a month worth of things in one day. <laughs> normally. <laughs> That's your normal. I do a lot of things. Yeah. And I and I have to I have to tell myself that. Like you have done enough You've today done enough. because you will burn yourself out. Yeah. You'll burn yourself out because you you know, when you when you're racing, you know, for me when I do this because I have two little nephews and I what what happened to my family with chronic kidney disease. I lost, you know, for anybody that doesn't know this, but I, and I say it all the time, I've lost 12 family members to chronic kidney disease. And people think that I do this because of the family members I've lost. I do this because of the family members that have not been lost, the family members that this disease can wake up in. Mm. So I'm always thinking about the children, like the, the ones that are six and 10 and you know, 11 and 12 years old, I'm always thinking about the children in my family and your family and other families because we're seeing things trend 
towards people getting younger and younger with chronic illnesses. So mm -hmm. I think about that. That's why I always feel like I'm not doing enough. I've got to do more. I've got to get further in this mission because I don't want them to grow up and be pushed off a cliff mm. with, with a chronic illness. So when you put something like that in front of me, it makes me go pace yourself. You've got to pace yourself. You can't burn out. You can't fall apart because they need you to get this stuff done. <laughs> you know? Mm. So I... I that I have to have those things, like so that I can I can see the truth in what I'm doing. So anyway, thank you. Amen. Thank you for all the stuff that you you've done for our business and everybody else that's that's uh, within earshot. If you have a business with a project, and you do, if you've got a business and you're trying to start a business, <laughs> you need project management, uh, and. If you need project management, then you need to go and see LJ at tacitgrowthstrategies.com. Go look it up <laughs> and sign up for one of her courses so you can learn how to get funded and stay funded. You can learn how to be a project manager if you want to go straight to the top and figure this all out and do it yourself because you, you really... You know, my best uh, advice to anyone is is take the project management course. You can, it, it will assist you every day in your business. You you can never go wrong with something like that because mm -hmm. you will always. There's nothing that you do in your business that you will that will not benefit from project management. And with that, we are to the end of another segment of. On the record with Tiffany. And thank you again, Luana Chambers Lawson of Tacit Growth Strategies. That's tacitgrowthstrategies.com. Go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to us here on 930 AM, The Answer. And you can hear see us on TAN TV, the African American Network Television, where we have a local feel and with a global reach. That's for you, Laura Thompson. <laughs> You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930am The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.